Salam Salam from BA. This is the Rorschach Ethiopia update from the 8th of June 2023. A quick summary of what's going down in Ethiopia. The altercation between the government and the Muslim community escalated. Last week, we told you that after the Friday prayers of the 26th of May, there was a protest at the Anwar Mosque in Addis in which two civilians died. A week after that, on the 2nd of June, right after the prayers, government forces opened fire on civilians and killed three. Many more were injured. Government forces also blocked the mosque and its surroundings, preventing ambulances from entering. Later, the city's Islamic Affairs Council president arrived at the scene and talked to federal police officers. The police eventually opened the mosque and the roads, allowing injured individuals to be taken to the hospital and the rest to leave to their homes. The president of the council said that the issues between the community and the government must be resolved immediately through the already established committee. Later that day, the government issued a statement shifting the blame. The statement said that even though the anger and the protests of the Muslim community is understandable, other people are using the protest for ulterior motives, meaning that conspirators aiming to derail the constitutional system used religion as a cover and instigated violence. The government also said that it has initiated investigations on suspects. The victim's funeral was held on Saturday the 3rd. On Wednesday the 7th, the Ethiopian Islamic Affairs Council and the officials of the Oromia region held a five-hour-long meeting. Both the president of the council and the region were present during the meeting. The council issued a statement the next day voicing its concerns about the demolished mosques, compensation for damages in relation to the protests, holding law enforcement personnel who killed civilians liable, and more. The region's president also issued a statement that same day, admitting that it was a mistake not to discuss the matter with the Muslim community before demolishing the mosques. The president also expressed his condolences and announced that the mosques were demolished because they were not built according to plan and standard. He added that the Muslim community's demands will be met by taking into account the Sugar City's plan. The president said that the city will grant large swaths of land to build new mosques and an Islamic university. Another sect at odds with the government is a sizable number of the population of the Amhara region. At the forefront of the opposition against the incumbent and previous governments was Samane Kase, an important figure in the Fano militant group. He was arrested nine months ago in the region's capital, Bardar. He was suspected of murdering law enforcement personnel. The Bardar area court ruled on Friday the 2nd that a case was not made against him and he must be released from custody. Mike Hammer, the U.S. Special Envoy for the Horn of Africa Ambassador, and Tracy Ann Jacobson, the U.S. Charged Affairs Ambassador, were in Tigray's capital Mekele on Monday the 5th. Getachu Rada, the region's interim administration president, and members of his cabinet welcomed the ambassadors as they arrived at the 
Alula Aba Nega Airport. The duo talked to the region's president about the implementation of the Pretoria Agreement, transitional justice, accountability and other issues. On that note about the U.S. in Ethiopia, it was revealed on Thursday the 8th that the U.S. has donated more than 100 million U.S. dollars to the AIDS Rehabilitation Plan program to support Ethiopia's attempt to eradicate HIV or AIDS by the end of this decade. Throughout the past 20 years, the U.S. has donated a total of about 3 billion U.S. dollars for the program. The civil war in Sudan has been going on for more than a month now and many people in Sudan are fleeing the country. The most popular destination for these displaced residents is neighbor Ethiopia, with more than 30,000 from Sudan having crossed the Ethiopian border. The Ministry of Foreign Affairs revealed last Saturday, the 3rd, that it will continue to welcome Sudanese people through its border. It said in a statement that, quote, Ethiopia will, as always, gladly embrace any Sudanese who crosses Ethiopia's borders at this trying time, unquote. Speaking of foreign relations, Brazil's foreign minister, Mauro Vieira, was in Addis on Monday the 5th. The minister sat down with Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed and his deputy and minister of foreign affairs, Domeke McConnell. Foreign Minister Mauro said that the Brazilian government is ready to support the sports and culture sectors of Ethiopia, whereas PM Abiy said he talked to the minister about strengthening ties between Ethiopia and Brazil. The Ethiopian Human Rights Commission revealed on Monday the 5th that it has found that the government is engaged in enforced disappearance cases and incommunicado detentions, especially in Addis and the Oromia and Amhara regions. The Commission says the government frequently detains individuals in their homes, workplace or on the road and takes them to an unknown place without an arrest warrant. Some victims are found days, weeks or months later and others are yet to be found. The Commission urged the government to immediately stop carrying out such acts. On Tuesday the 6th, the Council of Ministers approved the next fiscal year's federal budget. The budget will be 800 billion burr, or almost 15 billion US dollars. Almost 400 billion burr will be allocated to the federal government's regular expenditure, 200 billion burr for capital expenses, and another 200 billion burr to support regional governments. The Council unanimously voted for the budget's approval and has sent it to the House of People's Representatives. The Ministry of Trade and Regional Integration revealed this month's gas prices. Starting from Tuesday the 6th, all gas prices will remain the same for the next 30 days. A litre of regular gas goes for about 70 burr or a little more than a dollar. Usually, aircraft's gas prices exhibit an increase every other month, but this time around, they are staying where they were. Ethio Telecom, one of the only two telecom services providers in Ethiopia, signed a memorandum of understanding with Addis Ababa's Innovation and Tech Development Bureau on Tuesday the 6th 
to provide network infrastructure for the city's smart project. The Smart City project will connect numerous government offices and help provide automated, efficient service. Ethio Telecom's CEO said that the tech deployed will be the state-of-the-art, up-to-date and high-quality. Recall that the company also has a similar deal to support a smart city project with the city of Adama. The company said implementation of the Adama Smart City project is already underway. For the past two weeks, a woman kidnapped in Hawassa was a talk of the town. She was kidnapped on the 23rd of May by the city's mayor's bodyguard. The police conducted a manhunt to try and find the kidnapper and the kidnapped. A week after she was kidnapped, on Thursday the 1st of June, the city administration revealed that she had been found. The kidnapper, however, would remain at large for the next few days. He was found a few days later on Tuesday the 6th with two firearms. And that's it for this week. You know, every week we work hard to pick what the most important stuff is in Ethiopia. What's talked about the most, what's big but flies under the radar. All the main stuff. Are we getting the mix right? Not a specific thing we have missed? What types of information do you want more or less of? Let us know at ethiopia at Ciao!